Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Heart Home Faith. I'm your host, Olivia, and as always, I am so honored that you're joining us today. Thank you for being here. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty confident that when you are in the process of being a young parent, advice about parenting is overwhelming and everywhere. I spent a lot of years feeling really conflicted about what the right thing to do for my family was or how I was supposed to implement all of these different strategies with my family. It just didn't seem like there was enough time in the day and truthfully there wasn't. So I thought I would take a look at some of the best parenting advice books that I've read. These books are specifically Catholic parenting books, so I hope that you are able to enjoy, and if your local library is available, check out these books, and if they're not available at your library, order a copy. Seriously, these books are ones that as a young Catholic parent or grandparent, you won't want to miss. love to read. I have always loved to read. Reading is one of the things that I have been able to somehow always keep myself doing even in the midst of the craziness of my life, which has been pretty crazy. There have been a lot of times where things were falling apart at home. I mentioned One of my children has some special needs and it took us a very long time to get her to the place where she is now. That is a whole nother story and though I'd love to share it with you, it's very personal for her. So I won't ever share her whole story in this sort of a public way. However, it's very much a part of my story and having a child who has some special needs meant that I was constantly struggling to find out what I was doing wrong because her special needs are not obvious. Her special needs involve her behavior, her relationships, and her bonds among family members. And it's been very, very difficult to be her parent. It's been a really big struggle for her, for me, for my husband, for everyone. So over the course of several years, because I've been doing this parenting thing now for, you know, almost a decade, I have tried because there was obviously something wrong in our family. There was obviously something not right with the parent-child relationship. I was trying very hard to find out why nothing seemed to be working, why I was feeling so helpless and hopeless, why no one was able to give me any advice that worked, and why people were just constantly brushing me off about this. And so now, all these years later, she's doing so well. I'm so proud of her. We've gotten her the help she needed to be a healthy and happy version of herself. And so that is something that I really can attribute to prayer. And also, it's something that I need to say just at the beginning of this episode, you will not get perfect advice that perfectly fits your child from parenting books. 
In fact, the books that I'm going to share with you today do not so much relate to your children as much as they relate to understanding your identity as a beloved daughter of God and that vocation that you have within that identity of being a mother, of being a parent. So that is my first really big takeaway from my favorite parenting type books. They're not so much parenting books as they are mothering books. And I think that's an important distinction because parenting, of course, you must be thinking about the good of the child and the growth of the child and what the child needs. But there's such a tendency to only think about the child and to not think about who we are and how our vocation as mothers can help us to grow closer to Jesus and more holy. We need to be looking at parenting advice books really with a very discerning eye because a lot of them are absolute garbage. And I can say that from experience. There are some very popular books that I just refuse to recommend to people because it was so awful. And in fact, in one very popular book, which I cannot name, in one very popular book, they say that if you put your child in timeout, they should calm down within 10 minutes. That has never been my life, with especially with my child who has those special needs. It, we would have temper tantrums that would go on for hours that would just involve destruction of the bedroom and destruction of things and physical aggression at us and rejection of physical touch and just all, it was awful. And so that book, I remember when I was reading it, everybody had said, this is, you know, this is going to be a godsend for you. This is going to be the best book you've ever read for your family. It was the worst book I had ever read for my family because it did not take into consideration my child. And I'm not blaming those authors. They were writing about a very typical developing child, which mine is not. However, as a parent, I needed to have the freedom to identify that. And that was freedom that I didn't give myself until several years into the journey. Because I didn't want to admit that something wasn't right. I didn't want to say that I was doing something wrong because that was my thought, was that if something was wrong, it was my fault. However, the ridiculous thing about that is that I would never, ever even think that about any other person. If something is not going great with your child's development, that is in no way your fault if you are a loving and kind parent. So learning about parenting books has been a really big eye-opener for me on my parenting journey. Having my favorite parenting-type books, I figured I would share what books they are and how they impacted me, why I appreciated these books. So book number one, the first book that really, really helped me to understand my role as a mom and not just as the caretaker of a child, but that really helped me understand my Catholic identity was the book Momnipotent by Danielle Bean. 
I loved this book because Danielle Bean talks about how being a mother is actually sometimes disappointing. She allowed me to feel that it's not rainbows, it's not sunshine, it's not tea parties, it's not perpetual happiness. And there was this part of me that thought that it was. In Danielle Bean's book, she shares that we do not have to be perfect to be good moms. She talks about her own experiences with a son who has more high needs. She talks about perfectionism. She talks about forgetting to care for ourselves, winding up burned out and bitter. These are things that I needed, especially at that point earlier on in my motherhood, to hear. I needed to sit down and reflect on, do I have friends? Do I do what I need to do to truly take care of myself? It's actually somewhat comical now to think about where I was the first time I read this book and where I am now. In fact, this book, Momnipotent, was one that I loved so much that we actually brought it to our parish and did a book study on it with a group of moms. It is a great, great book for doing a book study. It is so, so good. Even if you want to read it by yourself, do it. There's quizzes and questions and things that can help you to digest the material. It is well worth your time and your effort, and I highly, highly recommend it. The second book that had a huge impact on my life is the book One Beautiful Dream by Jennifer Fulweiler. We actually brought this book to my parish as well as a mom summer book study. So this has been an event that I have really enjoyed helping my parish to put on every every summer. And we've developed into this group of women that come together all ages and stages of motherhood and that grow and that share stories. Well, Jennifer Fulweiler's book is not a study. It's just a hilarious, good read. And I can think about all of the stories she tells. She tells with this humor. She tells the story of her child having a major poop explosion with humor and grace, and every mother can relate to this. So her book helped me to understand because it's like her memoir of writing a memoir. Her book helped me to understand that it was okay for me to have passions and to pursue them and that I could still be a good mom if I was using the gifts and talents that God has designed for me to have, that God has given me, that I could use my, as she calls it, my blue flame, that I could use it to make the world a better place that I could use it to make my home healthier and happier because if I was healthier and happier, I would have a healthier and happier family. She shares these great moments of just beautiful insight and the wonderfulness of the richness of our faith and how her Catholic faith has helped her through some very difficult times. It was a beautiful book to study with other women and to share these insights and the ways that she spoke to my heart through her story. I'm a really big believer that we need to share our stories. I think that when we share our stories, 
Suddenly, things that seem impossible can actually be possible. Suddenly, things that seem like there's no way anybody could ever have six kids and write books and be a highly sought-after speaker, suddenly those things actually seem possible. And so reading Jennifer Fulweiler's book, One Beautiful Dream, helped me to just feel like I could finally be myself. Like I was somebody worth being. In fact, it was after reading Jennifer Fulweiler's book that I decided that I needed to try to achieve some personal goals for myself. I needed to work on my fitness. And so the first time I read her book, that was when I started working on my fitness. It truly did come from reading that book and being encouraged by a voice of another woman. That's what I felt like Jennifer Fulweiler's book really did for me. It really encouraged me in my motherhood to be a better version of myself without passing any judgment or without expressly saying, do this or giving me some sort of formula that just doesn't work. Any book that has some sort of formula makes me very concerned because as I mentioned before, one of my children is not a typically developing kid and that means that those formulas we might as well just throw them out the window. The formulas might work if you have a family with only typically developing kids, but I've met a lot of families and I don't think the typically developing kid exists. I really don't. I think that we have such variety, so many needs of each kid, so many needs of each little human who needs to be treated with dignity and respect but we also have to treat ourselves with dignity and respect too. And without giving us a formula, Jennifer just allowed me to jump into her life, shared personal details of her story, inspired me, and helped me grow in my faith, in my compassion, in my, my personal, which is of course not so much personal, but really does impact and affect the entire family. So if you are looking for a lighter read, something funny, something that will fill your heart with laughter, something that will make you smile, I so recommend One Beautiful Dream, especially because she goes into detail about her finances. I know as young parents, finances can definitely be an overwhelming and oftentimes very upsetting part of being a parent. And I know that our financial situation has been a struggle for us throughout our journey as parents because it hasn't always worked out perfectly. There have been times where bills needed to be paid or appliances have broken. And these are not just like little appliances. Sometimes the dishwasher breaks and you have to either fix it or wash your dishes by hand, which I've done. Anyways, when you hear that other people have gone through the same struggles you've gone through, it just gives you this sense of community, the sense of, I'm not alone in this. This is just life. It's like this for everyone. And it will make you smile. It will make you feel connected. If you are past the years of broken appliances being a major difficulty or setback for you financially, that's awesome. You can still pick up her book and relive the joy of those years. 
because we've all had those years, those newlywed years, those young kid years, those times when things are difficult and those times where we felt like we had to put everything we enjoyed on the back burner. And Jennifer Fulweiler, who apparently I cannot say her last name, and Jennifer Fulweiler really does share compassionately and generously in a way that is just uplifting, good, funny, and kind. So please, treat yourself to that book. The third most influential book that I've read about parenting is called The Corporal Works of Mommy and Daddy Too by Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchak. I loved this book. This book is not so much about motherhood as much as it is about the whole family and how the work that we do, the mundane, even the most frustrating things that we do as parents, help us to truly live the corporal works of mercy in our own lives, in our own hearts, and yes, in our own homes. I found this book to be very helpful, especially as I was coming to understand the idea of the domestic church. The idea that your family is your domestic church. That what happens in your home matters overall to the health of the church. That what happens in your home is so important for the development of your children's spirituality, but also of your own spirituality. This book talks about the corporal works of mercy and how things like feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, clothing the naked, sheltering the homeless, and all the other things that we do and those corporal works of mercy also happen in the home. It's true. Every morning, every lunch, every evening, we have to feed our kids. Our kids need to eat. We need to eat. And there is no break or saying, I'm tired, so we're just going to skip it. That's not what we do. We're called to give of ourselves in such a way that even if we are tired, even if the only thing we can pull out is macaroni and cheese, again, for the eighth time that week, yes, I know there's only seven days, I'm not exaggerating, eighth time, even if that happens, we're still giving to the kids. I went through a period of time where sometimes the best I could do for lunch because I tried to give them a vegetable was a pickle. And they ate their pickle, so I was okay with it. But I try to do a little bit more variety of vegetables at this point for each meal, and they they don't eat them. But they always eat their pickle, so... When I'm feeling like I just can't right now because it's been a hard day, it's been an overwhelming day, whatever's going on, my kids get a pickle, and I'm totally okay with that. The other things that they talk about in this book involve giving drink to the thirsty. Those kids who are always asking for water after they've gone to bed. I don't know about you, but after the kids go to bed, that is like my time, and I'm a little possessive of it. And that's probably not the healthiest thing, but it is my time. The kids have been tucked in. They are supposed to be sleeping. They are supposed to be on their own without direct need of me. 
So when little feet come padding down the hall to ask me for a glass of water, it is a little bit upsetting. But the chapter about giving drink to the thirsty helps me to realize that when I take the few seconds it takes to take their cup and fill it up at the sink and walk it back to their room, I'm providing them incredible witness to an act of mercy. Of course, we need to go outside of our own homes too. And that's not what this book is saying is that we only need to practice these things in our home. This book instead is helping me to realize that the work that I do in my own home truly matters. Because sometimes there's a tendency for us to think that only work done outside of the home really matters. But that's not true. Having somebody spell out for me what the corporal works of mercy are and how I can incorporate each work into my day-to-day, little things I can do to make myself more aware that I'm practicing God's love with my family, that is such a beautiful gift. And that has really transformed my motherhood because when those kids come padding out of their room asking, on their little tiny feet for that water, I remember that I have the option of giving them a drink of cold water, an option that not everyone around the world has, cold and clean water. It won't make them sick. It's not going to hurt them. And then I think about how when I tend to the needs of my children, I'm modeling for them how God attends to our needs because he does. There's never been a time where I felt like God has not provided for me. There have been moments when I felt like he's abandoned me, but even in that, he has provided for me, be it the friendship that I need to get through those difficult times, be it the financial support I need to get through that financial difficulty, be it the ability to steer the vehicle without power steering back to my home. There have always been the things that I absolutely need provided. If you are just getting into this idea of the domestic church and you're looking for ways to understand more of how what you do in the home can really bring about what the teachings and the truth of our faith is in the home and in your family, this is a book that I recommend everybody read. Dads too. It says right in the title, Mommies and Daddies too. The book is a beautiful reflection of their own experiences as well as practical ways to implement what you're learning, practical ways to implement How should we be talking to our kids in time out? Practical ways to implement the faithful aspect of what we do on a daily basis with our own families. Just a beautiful book that I cannot recommend, that I cannot recommend enough. That is The Corporal Works of Mommy and Daddy too. Add it to your bookshelf. And while you're at it, add Momnipotent, and one beautiful dream, because you will not be disappointed that you did. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am so happy that you allow me to share just pieces of my heart 
reflections of my life, and in this case, my favorite sort of kind of parenting books that are actually more about motherhood. I suppose I should probably call this episode something like my favorite motherhood books. There are a lot of other great motherhood books out there, especially from Catholic authors. But there's also, when you start looking into parenting style books, a lot of garbage. So please, remember, there is nothing that any author can tell you that will fit your situation better than what your gut says, because you're the one in your situation. Please, read books, educate yourself, learn what you can, develop yourself as much as you can, especially in your vocation of being a mother. But remember, you are the one who's been blessed to be shepherding this little one, this little life, and no one else has been blessed with that little life but you. So, you can trust your own gut. When it comes to parenting, always look with a watchful eye, always look at parenting advice a little skeptically, because that's the healthy way to look at it. Try things that you think might work, and there will be things that absolutely don't work for your family. Just don't do those things. If something you try doesn't work, remember, it probably isn't your fault, even if you think it is. I hope you've enjoyed my reflection, and that I hope you feel as loved as you are.